It's Thursday. It's the Luke and Pete show. 28th of October. We are almost at Halloween. Are you feeling spooky, Luke? Spooky Lukey? It'll be the 27th, mate, not the 20th. Oh, OK. Well, I, I didn't write 27th on the old uh, running order. Somebody oh, actually, no, it won't. It'll be the 28th, sorry. It's in the running order of the 28th. OK, cool, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, that's what I said. <laughs> so I'm, I'm on oh, I thought you were the 20th. Thing. No, it's the 28th, didn't I? Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry, I, th- I thought oh, you were the 20th, Lukey. which really confused me. Lukey Moore trying to give me some curveballs. You're worse than... Um, I was going to say something terrible then. Uh, I'm not going to say that terrible <laughs> You're thing. You're worse than I'm going to introduce, introduce people to the Luke and Pete show. It's a chance to just kick back and, you know, talk to your boys, Luke and Pete, about anything. Yeah. Uh, train enthusiasts, so- rollercoaster enthusiasts. If you're enthusiastic about something, even if it's... Dad Karate, we want to hear from you. Hello at LukePeteShow.com. But Lukey Moore, how yeah. are you? I'm good. I'm on, The only type of karate I'm interested in is Dad Karate. <laughs> like, I, I think there should be a lot more dojos in suburban towns. Dad I think men should go there. They should get subsidies to go there. I think the yeah. government should give them tax breaks for going there. I think they should all be given their own kimonos and... Um, <laughs> Play karate? with nunchucks together that are the yeah. padded ones so no one gets hurt. And yeah. the world would be a better place if more dads did some kind of kung fu like they did in the 80s. Look, I just think... You, I completely agree. I completely concur, Luke. Because thinking about it, we talk a lot about, um, you know, mental ill health and how, you know, it's good to talk and time to, time to talk and change and all that stuff. But I think one kind of aspect of that should be provisions for dad karate men of advancing years yeah maybe they've had a, a, a terrible few years at work and they just want to do some karate give these dads their dojos for crying out loud do you know, do you know what I'd, do you know what i'd ban from them as well i'd ban mm. any man who mm. is uh, under 50 yeah and i would ban any man who is in i'd have to get the kind of the parameters in place and think about it a bit more but any man who's basically in too good shape wouldn't be able to go Yes, exactly. You've got to have got their spaces. You, you've got <laughs> you've got the gyms for that. Yeah, you, for your peacocking. No, we want men who are overweight getting into and and and, and their, their 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 black belts will really be holding everything in. To be quite frank, I mean it's it's yeah. it's, it's it's you need and that. If you're belt balding, to hold you get a badge. <laughs> yes, it reminds me of, the, of Daniel Pout's dad, uh, who was called Ken, uh, and he was a karate master, and we used to call him Ken Do, and he looked hard. He was a hard, mustachioed, yeah. spectacled man. He looked he looked a little too short for the military. I don't think you get away with being quite that short in the seventies, but um, yeah, he he looked absolutely rough and tough. And what uh, stuff did uh, he da- used to do? Well, he was—he was. Um, they were. What are the ones that? Um, they, they were Mormons, and uh, <laughs> so he's a Mormon he was, karate master. He was this Mormon like karate a fucking dude. Movie. You just assume that like people who are very religious and they were very religious uh, couldn't do like you it's know they couldn't get into violence, karate. Surely, <laughs> exactly. But all I remember from Danny Pout is he once uh, had. And I t- probably talked about this uh, on the show before, uh, as all of my stories are. He had like um, a bogey up his nose that was completely, he'd completely filled his nose with bogey, and I'd never seen anything like it. And I still think about it every day. <laughs> and because Why it was did he Mormon, just his nose. I don't know because he was Mormon. I think it was Mormon. He wasn't allowed any um, drugs, so when he had hair fever. They had these kind of like uh, they were fake tablets, like placebos, basically, or um, yeah. what do you call it? You know, very diluted version of whatever the bollocks it is. Um, 
it, it, it's kind of like uh, he, he just had like jars of these kind of like tablets that didn't do anything. So he would just pop them in the classroom as he was just, you know, his eyes were streaming and his nose was streaming. It's, uh, yeah, it's all... Uh, that's, a, that's an incredible amount of information to unpack there. But I'm going to do my best. So yeah. your mate and your mate's dad, they're in a family, they're Mormons. Mm. The dad yes. is a karate master. Yeah. But the son isn't. Does the son do karate? The son does Mormon more than... He didn't do any karate. Yeah, not karate. He, he, no, he moved out to America to be the best Mormon he could be. Um, and but can he, he blow his back. nose? Uh, I, 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 look, I, can't, I, I don't know whether he blew his nose, but he, he won't probably thank me for saying this and he'll never hear this, but he, uh, he had a, when he was a kid, he had a big forehead, so he was called T-Fab. Um, <laughs> Because that was just, you know, that that was... Unfortunately, kids who had big foreheads back in the day, uh, people used to um, take the mick out of because it was uh, there was an advert for a kettle uh, or, a, or a toaster made by the company T-File where they had a lot of boffins, like scientists researching the, the technology, and uh, they, they had big foreheads, so he was called T-File, T-File Head. Uh, yeah. Quite upsetting, really. I know quite a lot about Daniel Pout. <laughs> yeah, you do. You've <laughs> kept this like, under a bushel for far too long. Yeah. And, and so, so you don't see Dad's doing Kung Fu now. You don't yeah. see this kind of stuff happening. Um, I told you once I got chased by Barry Stafford's dad down the back alleyway, which sounds like a euphemism, but it's not. I literally yeah. mean that. Yeah. And um, I don't know if Dad's chased kids now, do they? I don't think I don't I think kids would be more likely to challenge authority. You'd be chased. Yeah, I agree. Like cuz you'd you'd just stop and turn around and go, "What are you going to do? What are you exactly what are you going to do chasing dads? What are you what are you going to beat me up? I'm a child. What's wrong with you?" Yeah. I and the thing is, I I can see both sides really because I I you know, there's no way a dad is chasing like a 10-year-old for 100 meters because the 10-year-old has um you know, a little bit of a dust-up with his son, right? It, yeah. it just doesn't happen in 2021. But no. at the same time, I do think about that probably every couple of weeks. So obviously well, it had a bit of an effect on me. And Getting chased I by a dad. Far, uh, but I was absolutely shitting myself. There's no way I would have stopped and said, what are you doing? Because <laughs> I genuinely thought he might fucking give me a slap, right? Get the only together, reason he Keith. didn't is because my other friend's mum, who's kind of the matriarch of the area... Uh, neighbourhood came out and told him to stop being so stupid and stop picking on little kids and all the rest of it because I think my, <laughs> my dad was at work. So I got away with it for that reason. But So on one hand, I don't like the fact that kids challenge authority all the time now because I think it's lippy. But on the other hand, I mean, it was quite debilitating. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they should, I mean, at no point should you have been chased physically by a grown man. I just don't, I just don't think that's, that, that, that's allowed. No, and, and However thing- lippy or terrible you are. No, I agree, although I was pretty lippy. And I did <laughs> I did remember giving him what was probably the most eighties insult ever when you probably won't remember this or you wouldn't have any interest in it. But there used to be these three cars that were produced back then. An mm. Austin Metro, an Austin Maestro, and an Austin Montego, right? Right. Allegro. The Montego was the big one. The Maestro was the middle one and the Metro was like the small mini one, right? So the Metro mm. would be like you the car you've got now. Right. And and for me, as, as a 10-year-old who didn't really like anything about cars or know anything about it, I just thought the bigger the car, the better, right? Yeah. So part of the reason that the um, the dad didn't like me is because I regularly used to like, cheekily take the piss out of him for having an Austin Maestro. 
whereas the next door neighbour had an Austin Montego. So I think right. at the time I didn't realise, but that sowed the seeds for the contempt that he had for me. And then when I yeah. had the um, the fight with his son, that was very much the the, the, yeah, the Archduke Franz Ferdinand shooting trigger event for, for the First World War. <laughs> and it all went absolutely insane from then on. And I genuinely felt like I couldn't really go out of the house for a couple of weeks after that. Because you'd because you'd taken the piss out of a man's whip, fantastic. He's Austin he, Maestro. He clearly had um, uh, problems, but he clearly had he cleared inferiority complex about the car that he drove, which is I think is fascinating for a grown man to have. Yeah, but he also had a um, an un, uh, an unstated um, disability, which I never used to take the piss out of him for because I was like brought up with properly. But I think mm. he probably looking back on it, I think he had a lot of pent up kind of anger about that. Right. Um, but anyway, so like it was pretty, it was like pretty full on. It was like a pretty full on couple of weeks. I think that was the same summer that um, the lads on the on the street went to Monk's Walk, which is a park kind of a park thing near where we lived, and found like fifty porn mags. Oh mate, what a what a trove! <laughs> yeah, so it was like a pretty full on, like dramatic couple of weeks. You know, sexy. Horny. There was a, probably a lot of uh, horse trading going on when he found the magazines as well. I, 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 wow, what a summer. Luke I was too Lewis terrified to, to take ownership of any of them. But right, it, okay. it, was, it was also the same summer where this kid a few doors down from me called Craig had the piss taken out of him by some lads. And um, his dad, who was fucking hard, he was a Marine and he had a moustache, yeah. um, he came back from work and found out about it. We didn't know he'd found out about it. And right. the aforementioned on Monday, Paul Button was in his go-kart uh, and the dad picked Paul up in the go-kart and threw the go-kart with Paul in it. Okay, what, for having pornos? No, for taking the piss out of his son. Oh, right, okay, sorry, I, 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 I can catch And that was I, really I annoying. Stories. That's, that was really annoying because a, a week or so before that, Craig's dad had built uh, a basketball net for us with a, bas- a proper basketball net and backboard put yeah. onto a really solid piece of wood which was stuck into a bucket with a lot of concrete in it. Right, oh, so, so- solid construction didn't fall yeah, over. Yeah, so we couldn't, yeah, and we, and we couldn't use that anymore. <laughs> you, you had no basketball privileges because you took the mick out of his son. It wasn't actually me, but yeah, I, I, um, yeah. I, was, I was present. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dear Lord. So that's a trip down memory lane. That's what it was like growing up in Gosport in the 80s. Um, Dark. Pete, before Absolutely we go to chilling. a break... Um, yeah, you've shared a a link about a film called Theirs is the Glory and you've not explained that to me, so I'd love to know what that's all about. No, um, so um, my mate Ed, uh, I think he occasionally listens to the show, uh, basically told me about this film that is just sounds absolutely fascinating. Um, basically back in the... Let's have a look here. Uh, so in... Um, you know, like a bridge too far. Richard Attenborough did did the film uh, in, in yeah. 1977 about the the Battle of Arnhem. Yeah, back in the day. Um, there's another film about that battle. It's got a really small budget. It's all black and white. Not nearly as well known. I'm basically reading out Ed's text here, but it, it, it's he, he does it beautifully, so it's better than I could uh, explain it. No major film stars in it because every person in this film, the film "There's Is the Glory," is a parachute regiment veteran who actually took part in that battle. (laughs) Wow. That's the last thing they need, isn't it? It was made two years after the actual battle on location where the town of Arnhem is still in ruins. The graves with wooden crosses and helmets are still there. 
um, this video is on YouTube. I'd, so I've, I've sort of scanned, sk- skimmed through it and stuff, and and like. I mean, I, like the acting isn't amazing, but it was two years no. after the fucking event, and none I'm of them were actors. They were all people who were fucking there, risking their lives two years before. Did anyone have any kind of like, concept of PTSD? Like, no. <laughs> fucking, I was just say, it's the last thing they need. Do you want to go back to where your mates died? Do you want to? Or, or look at it the other way. Do they possibly? And I wouldn't dare to be able to speak to know speak to this accurately, of course. But mm. would it be cathartic for some of them? Um, would it be uh, possible? Look, I'm I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, so I couldn't possibly speculate. Um, maybe there might be something to that, but uh, you know, in a particularly bloody battle, it's it's it just cannot. Apparently, <laughs> they raised a lot stand. of money for charity for veterans and stuff, and it was yeah. I think that was certainly. It seems like I mean, I'm literally firing out about it for the first time here, but that looks like it was at least. However naive, certainly yeah. the intention. But that is insane. I'm definitely going to watch that. I've never heard it's, of it. It's amazing. Oh, and 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 and, uh, and bless, bless the brave directors. And the director was a veteran of that battle, I believe. Uh, Eighty-two minutes runtime. So look, you can go and watch your dunes for three hours. Your veal nerves. You can watch your, your films at the cinema. Your, your, yeah. your James Bonds. Or you can watch a bit of that for eighty-two minutes. Maybe do both. <laughs> Maybe do both. Maybe. There's nowhere to go after that, so we're going to have to take take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to do your battery brands and we'll squeeze in a few of your emails as well. Mm. So don't go away. We'll see you in a moment. Perfecto. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This is Detective Aberline. Hearing you, Aberline. Go ahead. We've got the body of a male on Derwood Street, Whitechapel, just behind the tube, a Mark Allen Nichols. His throat has been cut, a stab wound below his shoulder blade, and, uh... Continue, please, Detective. Yeah, she's, uh, she's cut off his knob and put his bollocks in the recycling bins. Stack presents a thrilling new audio fiction. She cut his throat, unbollocked the guy, and decocked him for good measure. The body of a man brutally murdered in Whitechapel was discovered this morning. That was Jackie's way. Evil, bloodthirsty, sexually explicit, and just... Yeah, just bloody horrible, really. Step into the scene. Me, yours truly, moi, that's, uh, me, detect... Lead detective, Freddie Abeline of Scotland Yard... There is a man next to us who has been brutally murdered and dismembered. We'll go and find his member then. Jesus Christ. Oh, but we've kept his AirPods in, I see. What's he listening to? Death metal? Zombie nation? Follow me as I hunt the most vicious serial killer known to man. Good Lord, she stuffed his eye sockets with his own bollocks. (laughs) Jackie the Ripper. The infamous Whitechapel murders retold. By the makers of The Offensive. Available now on all podcast platforms. Sorry, Sally, I got your shoes. 
Ah, oh, it's my wagamama from earlier. Let's have a closer look. Looks like noodles. Nope, him. Jackie the Ripper. Hold on to your bollocks. It's Thursday on the Luca Pete Show, so we are talking battery brands and also other emails unrelated to batteries. You don't always have to send stuff in about batteries. Send us anything. Weird dad stuff. Have you ever been in a war? Uh, hello at LucaPeteShow.com <laughs> or at LucaPeteShow on Twitter. Um, battery brands, uh, Luke, we've got, we've got a couple of like messages that kind of give it, you know, flesh out the figure, flesh out the uh, the colour a little bit of, of, the, uh, of yeah. the batteries. Dino Paverly uh, has come in with a Tinko Super Alkaline, which 100% sounds like a basic bitch early episode of Luke and Pete battery brand that's been sent in 427 times already, but I live in hope. Luke, have you got the emails open, or do I need yeah, to do I'll it? Yeah, I'll check it for you now. Lovely old job. I'm, I'm we absolutely are looking... convinced that there's no chance that's a new player, though. Tinko uh, Super Alkaline. Yeah, Could we possibly have experienced I'll... a Tinko that wasn't a Super Alkaline before? That's the question. The most recent Tinko has been sent in on July 22nd um, by Chris Shaw. We've also had it in by oh. Chris Small. Uh, Bashar also sent one in back in 2018. And the first oh, time dear. we got it was actually in November 2017. So I'm sorry to say, Dino, you have not entered a new player into the game. Sorry, Dino, that's that's terrible news. Um, hello to Martin in Shrewsbury in the uh, UK. Hi, the Luke and Pete. I ordered a new smart TV a few days ago from a well-known catalogue shopping store. I was to pick it up next day from my local outlet. As you sure, as I'm sure you can appreciate, for the 24 hours prior to the pickup, I was generally excited as to what new brand of batteries I might discover when I unwrap nice. the TV remote and accessories bag. Imagine my disappointment when I found a pair of Commodore Garden Bexel AAs. I love my new mm. TV. The world in 4K is a revelation, but I can't help but feel I've let us all down when I had the rare opportunity to enter a new player into the game. All I could do is apologise and supply you with a picture of the offending Bexels for your record. And then he comes back like seconds later. Dear, the Luke and the Pete. Uh, further to my tale of battery disappointment, I may have unearthed my redemption. I've just found a pair of P-O-E-A-E. Triple A's hiding my hi-fi amp remote. Hopefully a new player, but don't ask me how it's pronounced. Is it Poi? Poi-ay. Poi-ay. Or Pia? Fingers crossed. <laughs> Martin, Shrewsbury UK. P-O-E-A-E. Is it a new player, Luke Moore? So I'll take the Bexels first. You are, right. Martin, the 35th, t- 35th separate person to send in Bexel, so you're right at the bottom right. of the list there. But Jesus. The, the, the later mentioned... I would call them Poirier. I would say Poirier. Mm. That is, I'm delighted to say, a new player. So all is not lost, Martin. You have successfully <laughs> entered a new player to the game. Welcome aboard, Poirier's. Martin, congratulations. Like You can enjoy the, the rich... Um, uh, uh, high dynamic resolution and 4K pixel count of your new television, uh, but have a, a clear conscience on, on that you've you've helped out the Luke and Pete show. And finally, for now, um, we got one from Megan Corey from New Jersey. Hi guys, recently I had to buy a new digital thermometer and found these inside. Have we had Andali Alkaline? A N D A L I Alkaline. Just checking now. I am absolutely delighted to tell you we've had several alkaline batteries before, but we've yeah. never had an Andali alkaline. So that is the Megan. second new player Megan. of the week. Well done, Megan. Shout out to Double you. Mate. Amazing contribution. Um, that will go some way towards uh, softening the blow that you live in New Jersey. <laughs> Don't have a go at New Jersey. I'm only joking. New it's very nice. It's Jersey City that's not very nice. 
crying out loud uh, we got a message an email if you will from Daniel from New York have we done uh, the ti- the email entitled shitting in a Michelin no we haven't right <laughs> I this has been on the runner that. for a little while. Um, hi, chaps. Long-time Ramble listener. First-time emailer into the Luke and Pete show. I thought I'd write in regarding the subject of soiled pants. Always. Nice. We always require yeah. these emails. I've sold uh, mine now. now. <laughs> now in 2016, I took a three months long backpacking trip through South America. Having worked in Michelin starred fine dining restaurants throughout uni and having just written a dissertation on cookbooks, cookbooks and the uh, indigenous people in Argentina, I was and still am what you would call a foodie. So throughout this trip, I'd say in the dodgiest and cheapest hostels you could find to save money. It's more fun anyway because there's always a party and cheap beers available only to spend it in all the fanciest restaurants around town to experience high cuisines of the region. Now, while in Lima, I had a reservation to dine at Central, the, uh, the, the, one of the most highly acclaimed restaurants in the world by chef Virgilio... Virgilio uh, Martinez, I think you say his first name like that, uh, serving an inspired tasting menu that highlights the biodiversity of Peru. I'd been up late the night before, awkwardly dancing away at a local nightclub and had stumbled to bed after a few uh, too many bottles of Cusco. I woke up mid-afternoon feeling hungover and queasy in my stomach, as you do, but I got dressed quickly in the excitement to dine at Central. I caught a cab, drove across town, and as I was leaving the car, thought I was letting loose a little gas. I wasn't. I had shat my pants. Um... <laughs> A violent squirt of diarrhoea right in front of the best restaurant in South America. I froze. Uh, thinking about my next course of action, I could head back to the hostel, ch- change out of my soiled pants and return to Central. However, considering the uh, distance between the restaurant and the hostel, that would put me an hour late to my reservation. Not to be rude, I pushed through. <laughs> that was the problem, pushing through. Yeah, uh, I en- Yeah, I entered the restaurant, checked in for my reservation with a gracious maitre d' and asked for the restroom before I got seated. In the toilet, I took off my soiled underpants, threw it into the trash can in shame, fought through an another bout of diarrhoea and eventually returned to my table sans the poopy pants the meal was exquisite by the way but my my experience at the central will always be tainted (laughs) and it was the taint that was clearly the problem at times uh, by this unfortunate uh, incident Daniel from New York he also wants to become the uh, official sommelier for the Luke and Pete show can we really trust him yeah (laughs) we really trust him if we were on the lookout for um, an official sommelier of the Luke and Pete show and I, Mm. I, I do like kind of learning about wine and hearing about it and tasting it and all that good stuff as I get older I don't know if the first port of call will be someone who shits themselves a lot yeah I mean because if you think you can get away with styling out uh, pants full of poop uh, at, at, at the poshest restaurant the best restaurant in all of South America I don't think your nose is up to scratch because <laughs> <you'll be> like, <laughs> yeah. you should be able to smell that to be quite frank but, so uh, should yeah. they <laughs> so they, should they? They should. They should be thinking. Central should be thinking. Okay, this man's got a reservation. We're probably yep. going to get X amount of money out of him. But yep. are we going to pollute the entire dining room to the point where no one's going to come back? I, I think they've been very lenient there because you're talking about people in that profession who have exquisite palates and exquisite mm. noses. They're going to smell you yep. a mile off. So I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. You've got away with that, to be honest. I, I think the Mitra D probably thinks, look, he may have shot his pants, but it does mean his belly is completely empty. So he can eat more um, food. He can have loads more food than, than than what a normal man could manage, to be quite frank. But not if it's a tasting menu where everyone gets the same anyway. 
That's, that's a good point. It's, I, I mean, just amazing. Just amazing. Imagine stuff. him. Would you like to see my tasting menu? No, thank you very much. You cannot <laughs> be trusted, Daniel. But I, I do appreciate your honesty. I'll give you yeah. a lot of um, a lot of credit for your honesty there because that's not an easy thing to uh, to 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 divulge. And you've you kept your you. name in there. You didn't censor yourself like a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, Good on you. Yeah. So there we go. Um, I've got an email here from Shannon from Perth. Um, mm. And I want to read it out partly because it's great to hear from someone from Perth in Western yep. Australia, which I believe is the most isolated city in the world. I think that's the fact, isn't it? Mm. Um, and I've never been. A lot of uh, pearl farming there, I think. Anyway, I, di- I digress. From? Maybe Shannon from Perth can, can uh, confirm or deny that. <laughs> he says, hi, guys. Greetings from... Um, Lovely Perth. By the way, Shannon's probably not necessarily a guy, so I apologise for that. Whoever you are, thank you very much for emailing in. Hmm. They say, uh, a while back, I came across an article of animals people thought they could beat in a fist fight, right? As hmm. the headline said, 10% of people, so one in 10, thought they could beat a lion, right? What? 39% I mean... surveyed didn't think they could beat a goose, I'd love to hear you guys discuss the results and which animals you would back your chances to beat. Keep up the good work. Uh, always a good laugh to keep me going through the week. Shannon from Perth. Now, I probably fall in between the lion and the goose. Right. So, But I would very much like to see whether it's 70-30 towards one way or other, to be quite frank. I, I'm, I'm in a situation where I could probably do about 10 turtles if I had boots on. But that's not a fist fight, is it? Oh, fist fight. Geeks don't have fists, do they? Yeah, but he's going to peck you. <laughs> he's going to peck you, for crying out loud. Yeah. yeah, but what do you... So, hang on. Oh, so you'd have to punch... You would have to punch the the, the goose in the face <laughs> guess, to knock it I mean, out. I guess the rules could be kind of established, but what I'm saying is you can't use any weapons. Yeah. And you're talking about so you... hobnail boots already, you disgusting, <laughs> cruel man. <laughs> You no, see an I animal, mean, like, the first thing you think is hobnail boots. Yeah, exactly. I'm, but I'm just sort of thinking, like, if you're punching, if you're, if you, because you, it would be very hard to knock Spark out a goose because the neck and the head is so flexible, it yeah. would absorb all of the, Shock all absorber. of the punches. You'd have to yeah. just do all body blows on it. And I think we should also, because th- this happens quite a lot, completely Pull on the wings out. <laughs> we get a lot of our cruelty to animal people complaining about this show, even though we're clearly we? having a, we're joking. And we're talking about probably. Although it's hard, this is a hard sell when we're talking about a goose. It's a life or death situation. You got to fight yeah. your way out of it. If it's exactly. a lion, I'm sure that someone said to me once that um, as part of a coming of age ceremony in some parts of Africa, certain um, teenage boys have to fight like certain animals and stuff, and it's terrifying. Oh, right. I don't know if it still goes on, but I've right. read it before. And um, if you are ba- if you are backed into a corner against a lion, I mean, you've got very very slim hopes of getting out of that. You have to get very lucky. But it's it just it's amazing, astonishing that, uh, and I'm fairly certain the numbers change um, from males to females, and, and the males seem to genuinely think that they could beat. Like, t- so one in ten people think that they can beat a lion. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Men, yeah. that's, that's men who drink that's Monster men. Energy drink and drive <laughs> their cars. Monster really Energy fast. drink. Uh, go to a dojo. Go to a dad dojo. All that. Yeah. Have you, <laughs> have you have you speaking of like misplaced male confidence? Have you seen that DJ Khaled video that came out this week? Oh, Luke, you put that on the what's on the Ramble WhatsApp. How good Fucking is it? Brilliant. Um, he's We've just got to been share given it on the socials. A, he's just been given a freebie of uh, a Bob Marley branded guitar, 
and I think they read out the cards that, that came with it basically DJ Khaled you are a man who clearly enjoys you know the finer things in life and you um, respect the work of of, of, of Jamaica's greatest artist uh, Bob Marley and uh and here is a guitar that uh, you know celebrates <laughs> celebrates his life and work, and yeah, you know it's just a, a, the family hawking a bit of merch in it. But um, he, he does he turn the camera and just sort of go, oh, "This is for Bob Marley," and then just fucking attacks the guitar with abandon, with not really kind of not not no chord patterns, no chord shapes. He plays it as if he can play the guitar, but he's clearly never picked up a guitar before in his life. And he's staring down the barrel of the camera like he works in a music shop. <laughs> I'm going to play it to you. I'm actually going to play it out, and we can edit right. this, and we'll get yeah, people to hear it. Let, let me play it out to you now. Hang on. Lovely. Get a close-up. Get a close-up. Get a close-up of the case, the guitar. You know what I'm saying? And a special note from the Marley family. Shout out to the Marley. Melissa, can you read this for me? Can you read this to the world, please? Okay. Um, DJ Khaled, we're excited to share this new guitar with you. As someone who has an appreciation for Bob Marley's life and music... We want you to be one of the first to play the Gildy 20 Marley based on Bob's at-home songwriting guitar from 56 Hope Road. This guitar inspired songs that help unite the world, and we hope it gives you inspiration as well. absolutely bizarre it's absolutely <laughs> bizarre the confidence on display if you could bottle that and sell it the world would be an incredible place because he is so what i'm talking about here there's nothing wrong with being confident there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. believing in your own ability right yeah of course it's a big part of why people get up in the morning you know but this is a man who you know if you put him in a cockpit of a 7-4 fucking 7, he would tell you he could fly it, and he would try to fly it, and he would crash it, and he would kill everyone on board, and if he survived, he would tell you it wasn't your, his fault, and he would sincerely believe that. Yeah, right. yeah. It, it's most incredible. People, yeah, most people were given a guitar in front of an audience and they can't play it. It's their worst nightmare. He's taken that energy and he's just used it to his advantage and he does not care what anyone thinks about him. It's an f- absolutely incredible <laughs> thing. And, it, and the way he approaches it, I need to pick my words carefully here, he acts like he's almost got like no frame of reference for embarrassment. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, Like embarrassment can happen to other people. Yeah, you you think, but I always, um, I think people are always surprised when like DJs and people who work in like the dance industry uh, can play a bit. You know, they can play their own instruments and stuff, and and they're musicians first and DJs second. You know, they they've made their money being DJs, but they they know their way around a tune, they know where around a recording studio, and they certainly know their way around the instruments. Um, it looks like DJ Khaled very much is not in 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 that sphere, <laughs> uh, and and it's it's just. Amazing hubris with literally yeah. no skill to back it up. No, nah. I, I mean I'll, I'll speak as someone who's actually heard his proper music, and I don't think that's that good. So, <laughs> no, no. I mean, 
that gives you a frame of reference if you need one. But it's, it's astonishing. It's absolutely incredible. <laughs> Most people would have got that gift, probably posted a little video as to how pleased they were to receive it. Thanks very much to Bob Marley's family and the trust and whatever it is. Yeah. And put it away or given it away as a birthday present. He has not done that in any way. It's, it's like if someone said to you, Pete, do you want to go out at half time at a packed Old Trafford next weekend and show everyone your skills? You're probably yeah, going to say yeah. no. Oh, oh, it would be good content for the Rambler, wouldn't it? it would I, would, be I, would be, I would be lobbying you all week to say yes, but I would understand <laughs> if you said no. no. <laughs> DJ Khaled would do it now, and he's probably never even seen a football before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, oh, wow. It's, it's a lot it, to learn it's from the way somebody, One of the replies really made me laugh. It's like, oh, that's sweet open H tuning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw someone saying, the tuning you must be in, you must be dad chat. <laughs> this is a real guitar joke anyway oh, let's get out of here Pete we've done our shift for this week I think and we hope everyone's enjoyed it of course uh, do leave us a review if you can I, I, it was a really funny review that I shared on my Instagram actually uh, earlier yeah. this week um, and it was five stars which is the most important thing because we want other people <laughs> to be able to find the show and enjoy it as well send us an email if you've got something to say hello at lukeandpeacher.com keep those battery brands coming in keep those stories coming in we'll read out our favourites as ever and we'll see you next time Pete have a great weekend I I will. <laughs> I will. You, I was have a one. fucking order. That is an order. Okay, uh, I'm ordering fine. myself to have a great weekend too. Um, and <laughs> we'll speak to you again on Monday. Thank you very much indeed for listening. See you soon. Peace. Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.